Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. flow today. This is what God has brought me to release in this house. This next shout is for the people in the room that remember what it felt like to wait, to only hope and wish that it would happen. And now that you believe and you know that what you were hoping for, what you were praying for has finally happened, I want to know right now, what is your response to the news that it has happened? I need somebody in the room to give God the right response. This is not a word that says it's going to. This is a word that declares it's in my hands. I need you for about 10 more seconds to open up your mouth and release a sound in this room that declares the faithfulness of your God. Open up your mouth and release a sound in this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, release a sound. Thank you, God. It's in my hands. Breakthrough is in my hands. Deliverance is in my hands. Freedom is in my hands. Life is in my hands. Wholeness is in my hands. My anointing is in my hands. The ministry is in my hands. Scholarships, jobs, loans. I decree it and declare it. It's in my hands. 
We give you glory, God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. Because everything is in our hands. Now one more time. Put those hands together. It's in my hands. Set my hands up. Oh, 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 The enemy did not triumph. The enemy sought to destroy and defeat us. But we give it glory. We give you praise. Because the enemy did not triumph. We give you glory. And we give you praise. Because the enemy did not triumph. Now God speak to us now. As we move further in this service. We need a word from you God. It's in Jesus name we pray. Put those hands together and bless God right there. need you right everyone in the room grab your bibles and remain standing i honor my brother my sister pastor tony and lady tiffany thank god for them thank god for all of you in the room today i'm not going to quench the spirit i'm going to jump right into the word fellowship this is god because i've been here this is now my third time coming but there's an unusual move of god that's going to take place today and there's something different god wants to do and um excited and in so much expectation that I can barely get the words out today. Tell somebody this is serious. This is serious. We didn't come to play. We didn't come just for normal message. But I came to release a prophetic declaration in the house. I want to know are you ready for the prophetic declaration? Are you ready for the prophetic declaration? If you're ready shout I'm ready. Alright Galatians 6 and 7 says be not deceived God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also, somebody shall reap. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, shout it again, that shall he also reap. I need you to announce my title, look at your neighbor, and I'm going to change the title because initially my title was, The Harvest is Coming. 
But as the word of the Lord went forth and as we went worshiping, we declared, I've got it. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the harvest is here. I need you to touch three people and tell them the harvest is here. I need you to shout it like you believe it, shout it like you mean it. The harvest is here. Somebody shout, it's here, it's here, it's here. The harvest is here. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. Come on, let me hear somebody shout thank you one more time. Come on, fellowship, let's go there today. The harvest is here. Thank you, Marcus. I'm good, bro. The harvest is here. God spoke to me and gave me a prophetic word concerning this year and particularly as I was praying and preparing to preach at fellowship. I said, God, what, what do you want me to share? And God began to speak to me, and this is what stood out to me. God said, I want you to declare at Fellowship Church that in 2018, you will not live in the past, but you will live on the past. You won't live in it, but you're going to live on it. In other words, you won't be subject to the things of your past, but you will reap the benefit of the things that you sold in your past. I need somebody in the room that knows I'm moving from living in some things to living on some things. I don't know how you feel about it today, but there have been some times in my life I live in cycles going backwards, but I'm decreeing and declaring in Fellowship Church today that you will not live in those things, but God knows I'm going to live on some things. There's some things that I've already paid for that God says I'm going to receive the benefits of having already paid. What did you sow? You have sowed seeds of faithfulness. You have sowed seeds of loyalty and commitment. You have sowed seeds of faith. And God says, I'm not going to allow you to live in some things any longer. But now is the season that you're going to live on some things. The Lord spoke to me. He said, you have endured the labor and now you're going to enjoy the harvest. Your season has shifted. You are shifting and moving from enduring to enjoying. I, I need somebody in the spirit realm to grab hold of that because you know what it feels like to endure and to press through. But God says, it is not my will and not my desire for you to live simply enduring some things. But God says, I brought you out because I want you to enjoy some things. Is there anybody in the room that says, I'm ready to trade my sorrows for joy. I'm ready to trade some things because I have endured doing some things long enough but I'm decreeing and declaring I speak prophetically over this house that the season of enduring ministry the season of enduring marriage the season of enduring jobs the season of enduring your health are now over and God has sent me here to prophetically declare that now is your season to enjoy now I need some people in the room to lift up a worship right there because your season has just shifted. Come on, worship them right there. Worship them because God says, I'm going to allow you to enjoy some things now. Just as we have entered into this prophetic moment, and this is just what hit me as I'm standing here now. 
as we have entered into the season of springing forward. God says, I'm now allowing you to spring forward from enduring to enjoying. Just as the time has now shifted, God said, for somebody in this room that is willing to believe it by faith, I'm going to allow your time to shift. You have known how to operate off of delayed time, yes. You've known how to operate off of things moving a little bit slower. But God says, in this season of your life, I'm going to allow the sun to come out quicker, yes, Lord. You, you won't have to worry about a dark drive any longer. I know for some of us, we wake up, we get up, and it seems like it's still dark in our life. But God says, in this season of your life, I'm allowing you to spring forward so you can enjoy the benefits of the sun. It will be lighter sooner and it'll get darker later. Somebody in the room ought to thank God for the fact that this is my season to enjoy. This is my season to enjoy. Somebody shout, I'm going to enjoy this. I've labored for it. I've waited for it. But I feel that in the spirit realm today. I'm going to enjoy this. You can hate on me all you want, but I've made a decision. I'm going to enjoy this season of my life. Later for all of you who don't want me to enjoy, I'm declaring that I'm going to enjoy myself. Right. That's the response right there. That's the response. Keep your faith high. Some of us, we know what it feels like to wait on some things. And you've got to make a decision. I'm going to enjoy it now. I will not allow the enemy. I will not allow the expectations of people who don't even understand what it took for me to get here to rob me of my ability to enjoy what I just got. I don't care how you looking at me. You may say, Coop, you may not even be eating right at the restaurant. But let me tell you something. If you knew what it took for me to get here and sit down at this table, I tell my wife, sometimes, girl, you cook so good, I have no other choice but to enjoy it the way I feel it. And you ought to tell the devil, Satan, I'm going to enjoy this season the way I feel it later for all the antics and the etiquette in this season of my life I decree and declare that I'm going to enjoy this somebody shout enjoy enjoy God said you're going to enjoy but I have to warn you what the writer declares in our text be not deceived there was a strong spirit of deception that has crept into the body of Christ. And this deception has produced discouragement. This deception has produced discouragement. The enemy, excuse me, has deceived us into believing that what we have faced is in vain. The enemy has deceived some of us. Deception goes beyond lifestyle choices. Deception goes into do I really believe or do I not believe? And for some of you, you're passing the test by how you're living, but you're not passing the test by how you're leaning. Because I'm leaning on my own urges to not believe despite the fact that God has spoken over my life. And just as the writer opened up our text saying, be not deceived. I want to leave that with you for this moment. Do not be deceived by what the enemy has spoken to you. Because for some of us in this room, you are going through a conundrum. There is a dichotomy that I'm facing because what I'm seeing does not necessarily match what I'm hearing. But you've got to recognize that I will not operate 
based on what my natural eye can see. I've got to be able to tap into the spirit realm and operate based on what the will of God has spoken to me. It is as if, if I'm trying to read something on the paper. If I remove my glasses, I may not be able to see it clearly, but the moment I put on my eyeglasses, I can see it clearly. The problem is you've been looking at things through your natural sight. You have not put on the lens by which you should be able to see clearly. And because of that, the enemy has crept in and he's caused a spirit of deception to grip your life. You're living in fear. You're living in panic. You're living in anxiety, barely being able to sleep well at night because you have allowed the spirit of deception to cause you to believe that God's not going to do it. But I come with a word today saying, be not deceived. I dare you to shout out today, I will not be deceived by the tricks of the enemy. It does not matter what in the world the devil is saying. How I know the devil is lying is if he's talking because the only thing the devil can do is lie. So rather than being discouraged when the enemy speaks to you, some of you ought to be encouraged because if he's saying that I know it's got to be the opposite, you ought to make this declaration if I hear the word of the enemy being spoken to me. I'm going to be encouraged because I know the opposite is going to happen. When opposites attract. And so, be not deceived. Be not deceived. God says, I didn't change the word. You've just changed your response. So whereas in the beginning when I released the word, you were encouraged and you were excited. You allow circumstances to change your response. When in fact it is not the will of God for anything to change your response to his word. In fact, here's how you have to understand. A word that cannot be tested is a word that cannot be trusted. I've lived long enough to understand that it is the test of life that causes me to believe more and more the words that God has spoken over my life because the test is equivalent to the trust and God is saying if there's no test there must be no trust <laughs> the enemy is despite the fact that he is a liar I will admit he has good strategy because what the enemy does is he allows circumstances such as storms and rain in our life to cause us to become discouraged. He uses the rain and the storm to cause us to believe that God is in fact not going to do it. And what we have to do is we have to understand something. We cannot fall to that trick. Because as I was thinking about talking about the harvest now being here, what you must understand is this. It is the storm and the rain that prepares the harvest. The seed cannot grow except there be a storm and rain falling on the ground. And for some of us, we have allowed the spirit of deception to cause us to feel as if the storm that's occurring in my life, the rain that is falling in my life is disqualifying me from receiving the harvest. But you've got to understand, it is in fact the rain and the storm that's preparing my harvest to grow. And I know the devil has crept in and told some of you, this storm and this rain 
rain means nothing can come from this but you've got to plant your feet and tell the devil it does not matter that it's raining in my life because the rain that's falling in my life is the same rain that's watering and growing and developing the ground to produce the harvest that I've been waiting for so although I may not like to see the rain I surely can lift up my hands and say thank God for the rain because if I never had any rain how would I ever grow if I never had any water falling and storms in my life how would I ever be able to stand and receive my harvest can I can I tell you something don't be discouraged by the fact that you may say pastor Cooper you don't know the storm that I'm facing the storm that I'm going through is a powerful storm the storm that I'm going through looks like I will never make it through can I tell you what I heard one preacher say one preacher said it like this the storm has the power but it does not have the permission so you ought to thank God for the fact that it may in fact have the power to take me out but I'm lifting up my hands because despite the power that the storm possesses it does not have the permission somebody in this room ought to lift up your hands and tell God thank you because the storm has power but it does not have permission somebody ought to look at your neighbor and say it does not have permission it has power yes sir but it does not have permission God has to use rain because rain is what goes beyond our own ability you can put a plan in place to water your lawn as much as you want to but any farmer, any person that deals with growing can tell you there's nothing like the natural elements of rain. Because rain goes beyond your own ability to aim. And for some of you, you're aiming in one direction, but God said, I gotta let the rain come because I've gotta hit every direction of your life so that every area of your life can be ready for the harvest that I'm getting ready to send. And you're saying, God, I'm ready, but God says you're ready in part. I've got to send this rain because I need the rain to water every area of your lawns. Everywhere you look, there can be harvest because maybe you believe in God for one plant or one fruit or for one thing. But where are the people in the room that says, I'm believing for overflow? I'm believing on something that I can enjoy for a long time. I, I don't just want to plant one apple right here and one orange right there. I need some people in the room that say, I want my whole field to be productive. God says, I'm sending the rain in your life so that every area of your life can be productive. Every area of your life can enjoy the harvest. That's why in some season, it seems like if it's not one thing, it's another. Why? Because when I allow you to enjoy it, you're going to have multiple things that you're able to enjoy. So I now lift up my hands and I tell God, thank you for the rain because the rain goes beyond my own ability. So I'll take my chances with the rain versus standing there with my sprinkler because I've got too much I'm believing for in this season of my life. I've got too many things I need God to do for me to simply trust a little water sprinkler. That Check this out. Watch this. God has to use the rain because the sprinkler does not have the capacity to carry everything that's going to produce your harvest. God says some things have to seemingly be out of control 
because God says what is coming at you if you only apply what you have does not have the capacity to bring the elements that will produce the harvest that you're believing for that's another thing the enemy uses rain and he uses dirty situations when people do you dirty when dirty things happen to you but God gave me a revelation. He said, don't be discouraged when you, you have dirt done to you. Because in order to produce the ground that is needed for the harvest to grow, it takes some dirt. So even though things have may have happened to me that were dirty, I thank God for the dirt. Because it is the dirt that has occurred in my life that produces the atmosphere and the environment for the harvest to grow. You've got to go back and readjust how you look at dirt. See, when I was young, we had a little saying, when I dropped some food on the ground, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt, put it in your mouth and make it work. You ought to declare this, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt, put it in my life and make it work. I'm declaring that every dirty thing, every dirt that was thrown on me, everything that people have put on me, I'm not going to waste my time trying to fight and get rid of it and kick it. I'm just going to do like we did when I picked up that snack, just blow it off and make the sand and declare that God's going to make this thing work. I dare you to shake your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, God's going to make this thing work. It may be dirty right now. I know they threw some dirt on my name, but I dare you to decree and declare that God's going to make this thing work. Where are the people in the room that can say, Pastor Cooper, I believe that God is, I feel my preach coming on right now, that God's getting ready to make this dirt work. Somebody say, make it work, make it work, make it work. I may not be able to do it, but God, make it work in my life. All right? Be not deceived. I'm just preaching the scripture. Those are my bullet points. Be not deceived was the first point. The second point today is God is not mocked. Now I paused because I thought I'd have the right response right there. God is not mocked. See, see, this is my insurance policy on this word because for some of you, you're looking at me like, can I trust this young preacher with a jean jacket? Don't worry, you don't even have to because God says what I'm going to do is not on Pastor Cooper, it's not on Pastor Tony, but God says this one's on me. I need somebody in the room that can be glad about the fact that it ain't on me. It's not my ability to put together a sermon. I'm preaching the word. God says this one is on me. I need some people in the room that say, I got a bill that I sure can't handle, but I I thank God for the fact that there's nothing too hard for my God. What can God do? God can do anything but fail. I need you to decree and declare in this room today as loud as you can. This one's on God. This one's on God. This one's, this one's on God. God says, I'm not going to let you go out like that. I'm not going to let you go down like this. But boo, don't even get it twisted. It ain't even about you. It's about me. Because my name is on you. And I'm gonna, not going to let my name be on you. And let you go down like that. I made a decision when I gave that girl my name. I'm not going to let her have my last name. And she go down looking like she can't have what she needs. 
and just like that God says I put my name on you I called you my son I called you my daughter and because you belong to me I'm not gonna let you go down like this somebody ought to lift up your hands and say thank you for not letting me go down God said this, God said you've asked for it in my name but I'm going to give it to you in yours. My name is on the bill but it's going to be your name that gets to receive the benefit. I need some people in the room today that can say I asked for the house in his name. I asked for the job in his name. But when I see the check or the mortgage, it's going to be in my name. I need some people in the room that can thank God for the fact that I asked for it in his name. But he gave it to me in my name. Where is the Bible? I heard Jesus say, ask anything in my name. Believing it, you shall receive it. I dare somebody to open up your mouth and shout, I believe God. That's a good point for a worship break. Throw up those hands right there. Throw up those hands all over the room. Open up your mouth and worship God for about 15 seconds. Let God know you believe it. No music. Let's hear the house. Come on, open up your mouth and worship Him right there. God, I believe you. Throw your hands up and make it known in this room. We believe you. Come on, come on, worshipers. Throw it up right there. Come on, worshipers. Don't get tired. This is harvesting time. You're picking up your harvest. You've done all the sowing. You've done all the reaping. And now it's time for you to reap. Come on, don't get tired now. This is for you. All the work and the labor that you've put into Fellowship Church. God said the harvest is here. You've sown seeds long before you even took the helm. And God says, I need somebody to be happy for your pastor because what flows in the pastor, what flows at the head flows right on down. For what you put into this thing, I came from a, on a mission today to prophetically speak into your life that the harvest is in fact here. I feel God in this room today. Huh. I feel God. That's right. That's right. The heart. Why are you screaming? Because my harvest is here. Why are you yelling? Because I remember the nights I cried and waited. I remember the Sundays I left discouraged. I remember the times I went home, looked around and didn't see no evidence or no sign. So my response today is for the fact that the harvest is in fact here. Somebody shout, it's here, it's here, it's here. You ought to just start looking around, looking where you're going to pick it up. You ought to declare today that the harvest is here. name is on this one. I heard Moses when he went up against Pharaoh and said I've got no name. I've got no strength. Who in the world can I tell them sent me here? Just tell them I am. And God spoke to me and said William 
The reason why I only said I am is because I am whatever you need me to be. Whatever you need God to be in your life. If you need healer, if you need provider, if you need sustainer, I don't have to go any further because I am is here. I am put his name on this and whatever you need, I am put his name on it. God is not mocked. His name is on this. When I was a child, I was blessed to be in a good household and God blessed my parents. And when my daddy would take me out, I'd sit at that table and I'd look at that menu or go to the store and look at whatever game or whatever clothes. And I didn't look at the price. <coughs> I looked at the product. Because I knew that my daddy's name was on this one. And there was nothing I could pick out that he couldn't pay for. And God told me to tell somebody, my name is on you. There's nothing you can pick out that you can go through any area of your life. God says, it don't even look at the price tag. Just look at the product. Don't worry about how much it costs. Just look at what it is you desire. Because God says, my name is on this one. I, I've got the card. I've got the funds. Don't you worry about anything. And some of you, you've been looking at prices too long. You've been trying to figure out that God can't give me a million dollars. You you said God cannot heal my body like this. You, you said God can't give me the spouse I desire. You said my child can't go to that school. But you ought to shift your perspective and stop looking at the price and start looking at the product because God is not mocked. Somebody ought to shout, I'm looking at the product, baby. There are some stores you go to, they already know there's no need of putting price tags on it because the parishioners or the customers can afford it. God said, I'm going to allow you to walk through a season where not only will you not have to look at the price, but the price won't be attached. Just look for what you want. I'm going to say that again. Just look for what you want. I know some of y'all may be used to those little plastic menus, but no, you, you've got to say, in this season of my life, I'm just going to look for what I want. I've got one more bullet point. The last bullet point, the first was be not deceived. The second one was God is not mocked. The third bullet point, this is the last bullet point in my message, is that whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the last bullet point is you shall Reap. Now I need somebody to praise God right there. I set you up for the whole sermon just to say that you shall reap. I need some people in the room today that can give God a praise because you're believing today that I'm going to reap. You're believing today that my harvest is not coming but somebody in the room ought to shout my harvest is here. I dare you to open up your mouth. I'm through preaching. Let's have a little bit of church. 
open up your mouth and shout, my harvest is here. I need you to get happy because it's time to celebrate, baby. Yeah, you may have gone down, but guess what? The same way you went down, God says, I'm bringing it right back up. For some of you in the room, you may have thought you were buried, but God said you were just planted. You thought some dreams were under the dirt because they never come up again. But God sent me to fellowship church to let somebody know the deeper you go down, the higher I'm going to bring you up. I feel like preaching today. Come on, fellowship church. Bother your neighbor and say, neighbor, it does not matter how deep you went down because God is going to bring you up. Come on, give me the drums. Let's have church. I'm here to let you know that somebody in this room, you put seed in the ground, but God said, I didn't intend for you to put it in the ground, for it to stay right there. There was a purpose behind my seed. There was a purpose behind my sowing. You ought to declare that yes, I may have went down sometimes, but God is bringing me back up. Good evening, y'all. I'm true preaching, but I want you to know that the harvest is here. I need somebody in this room to open up your mouth and declare it's here. I don't know what you're believing for, but whatever you may need, I tell you right now to put it in the atmosphere. My money is here. My healing is here. My peace, it is here. Whatever you may need, you ought to declare it's here right now. I tell you, by faith to reach up and grab it. You've been passive far too long. You've been cautious far too long. But God sent me here to tell you, take the limits off. Take the brakes off. Put your foot on the gas because God sent me here to tell you the harvest is here. Ask me how I know. You cannot count when something goes down. Because I'm reminded one Friday they put Jesus down. But one Sunday he got right on up. Shake your neighbor's hand and said, neighbor, I'm coming up. And I'm coming up better. I'm coming up stronger. I'm coming up for what I paid for. Now help me close my sermon. Let's go to the Baptist church. Shake your neighbor by the hand. Y'all know what I want you to do. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. And said, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. 
like you know what you're talking about. Rock them and shake Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. I said neighbor. Neighbor. The harvest is here. Is here. I heard Israel say joy is here. Peace is here. Whatever. Whatever. It's here. to go touch seven people because seven is the number of completion and say it's here it's here it's here it's here it's here it's here tell the devil tell depression it's here right now it's here right now I know what you heard but God sent me here today to let you know the harvest is here. The harvest is here. Somebody do your finger just like this and say the harvest is here. If you believe it, shout yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's here. Somebody better come get me. It's here right now. I prayed about it. I cried about it. I waited. But God, God sent me here to let you know I've heard you. I've seen you. I feel you. But the harvest is here. Yeah. I guess somebody just get out your seat and start picking it up. Come on, move, move. Get out your seat. What are you doing? I'm picking up my harvest. I'm picking up my harvest. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. I'm picking up my harvest. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. What you doing? I'm picking it up. Come on, shut. Harvest, harvest, harvest. I'm declaring it. Harvest, harvest. Harvest, harvest. I'm picking up my harvest. Harvest, harvest. He come up my horse that my heart. And I'm a horse that hit me. Harvest, harvest. I'm declaring it. Harvest, harvest. Harvest, harvest. Harvest. Somebody shout harvest.
there was a certain response. I always enjoy my wife's cooking. But when I've waited a long time to get it, there's a certain response and a certain reaction I give. When I've waited a long time and that thing hit the spot. I need some people in the room today that can say, Pastor Cooper, I've waited a long time for this harvest. And I heard you open up your mouth, but you know, Pastor Cooper, it ain't complete till we put our feet on it. I need some people in this room today that can say, Pastor Cooper, I'm going to get out myself for a moment. I'm not worried about how I look or how others around me may feel, but I need some people in this room to give God a praise through the dance right here. I need some people to get ready to give God a dance that declares, I know that the harvest is here. I need you to praise them in the dance right now. Put my foot on this one. Come on, don't be too tired. You waited too long. Now is your time to celebrate. That's it right there. That's it right there. Yes, 
something heavy and I heard the sound of the crashes and I began to praise God God said Coop when you hear the sound of the crashes I want you to imagine that every plan of the enemy that has come up against you is crashing down and I need some people for these next 10 seconds to give God a praise to the sound of the crashes because I need you to envision the sound of whatever the enemy has put up against you to be crashing down. I need you for this next praise to give God a praise right there. Come on, go ahead and dance right on there because the plans of the enemy are crashing down right now. Come on, Marcus. Come on, man. I want you, when you hear that sound, to believe it, that the plan of the enemy is crashing right now. It's crashing down. It's falling down. You got one more minute, one more minute, and we're moving on. I'm gonna make it. I'm feeling right there. 
I'm going to reap plenty. I'm going to make it, everybody. I'm going to live through this. It's my season to reap. Come on, Marcus. Come on, play it how you're feeling in the Lord right here. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to live through this. I'm going to make it. Turn around. I'm going to make it. Declare it right there. I'm going to live through this. Sing it right there. I'm going to make it. I'm making it through it. I'm going to live through this. Tell the devil. I'm going to make it. Yes, I will. I'm going to live through this one more time. I'm going to make it. I'm going to live through this. It's my season to read. Keep playing that, Marcus. Lift those hands all over the room. Let that minister to you for a moment. Don't worry about me. Let that minister. right now in the name of Jesus 
and we decree and declare that we are not living under anything that you are not necessarily over. You're over everything, but you typically love to dwell in the harvest. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We come against the spirit of lack, not just financially, but lack emotionally, lack mentally, lack spiritually. Every demon that has been assigned to keep the people of God beneath what God you've come here for us to enjoy. I bind it and rebuke right now. I speak to the room. I speak to every seat in this place. I decree and declare that more seats will be ordered. I decree and declare there will not be enough services in this building to handle with the harvest and the overflow that you're sending. I speak to every marriage in this room. If you're married, I tell you to lift your hands. I speak to every marriage that has been operating under the premise of average decree and declare that no longer shall you live that way. I decree that the love in your marriage shall run over, not run down. I decree and declare that your harvest shall be enjoyed between the two of you and your children. I decree and declare right now that your legacy will be attached to the harvest. If you're single, lift up your hands. I decree and declare that every person in this room that's single, you are not beneath. You are not alone. God says, I'm dwelling with you and in you and through you. And God says you can and will be productive through this and through whatever you face. I declare that when your spouse comes, your spouse will only be an acknowledgement and a validation of what was already there. I decree and declare that you shall live in peace and joy and abundance. I speak it over every person in this house today. I speak that the harvest is in fact here. I speak it now in the name of Jesus. Now I need you for the next 30 seconds. I'm getting ready to move out your way to just lift your hands and worship the Lord in the presence. That's the song of the Lord right there. I need you to dwell in his presence right there. Come on, make yourself comfortable in the worship right now. For tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. 
If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.